Music news show. This is uh, November 1st. I'm Kyle Meredith, Aaron Keene. We're joined by Gabe Bullard today. Hi, Hi. Gabe. Hi. It's nice to have you. It's nice to be here. Yeah. It's it's not exactly nice, all the stuff that we're talking about. The reason why you're here, though. Uh, it's uh, well, I mean, you're nice. Don't get me wrong. I like having your company. Uh-huh. But but given there was like there is no news really this week that was notable except one monumental deal. This is the day of the dead edition of the music news show, <laughs> and we are dedicating it to Lou Reed. That's true. That's true. Lou Reed uh, passed away. Of course, the uh, the uh, what they call the Godfather of punk, the architect, one of the architects of rock and roll, and the, the creator of the underground, and on and on and on. So that's one of the guys that wasn't supposed to die, right? Like, he wasn't um, supposed to. He was kind of one. Like, I feel like there's a few. Follow me. Okay. I feel like there's a few of, of them out there that just look so beyond human that, you know, because of because of what they were and what they meant to so many people in so many different ways that they were just kind of beyond, you know. Like, we can make jokes about Keith Richards dying, but I expect it will happen when he's 500. At some point. Yeah. At some point, mm-hmm. he will run out of his supply of virgin blood to drink, <laughs> and that's when things will start yeah. to deteriorate and break down, decompose, just right right in front of our eyes yeah. during a Super Bowl halftime show or something. He'll just turn to dust and start crumbling. <laughs> but like David Bowie, not human. David Bowie's, David Bowie's not from here. You know? David Bowie, also a little younger. I mean, Lou Reed's 71. 71, right. 71, mm-hmm. and um, had a liver transplant, mm-hmm. um, so he's had a lot of liver problems, you know, big no surprise there either. You know, he lived pretty hard in his day and um, managed to pull out a few, you know, clean and sober decades at the end. And uh, but 71. I mean, that's a good run. It is a good run. I, I'm, I'm hoping that I can hear that he recorded music um, after uh, the Metallica record. So that's know. not his lasting. That's not his final I thing. You know? I am not a fan of just of the like the Tupac treatment of just endless, endless. I'm not saying it has to. Hologram, the Lou Reed hologram. Oh, oh, <laughs> just giving you the finger. Can we, can it pee on something? <laughs> Lou Reed would hate being brought back as a hologram. Or would he? No, he I think love he, it. Would. he might love it because uh, of how tasteless it is. I think you know? he just needs to live on his um, spray paint stencil street art. <laughs> It was, was that the last Banksy installment? Yes, the Lou, <laughs> Reed, the Lou Reed series. Lou Reed. Um, yeah, so Keith Richards, beware if you become a Banksy stencil. <laughs> that actually, that's your gate into the other world. You think? Uh, you, all right, all right. Let's let's do this seriously because you, you guys do, do have some nice send offs here. Yes, uh-huh. yes. I uh, became a huge Lou Reed fan when I was a pretentious. 15 year old in high school as opposed to a pretentious 30 um, something now exactly 30 or <laughs> something still in high school um, though. right yeah yeah delayed delayed um but can buy the beer now um now you know came to the velvet underground the way that a lot of pretentious 15 year olds come to the velvet underground which is to say through the andy warhol diaries mm-hmm. yeah that route um but really um they you know, came to came to just adore him really um, as a person. Even his um, kind of spotty solo <laughs> career, uh, "Magic and Loss," is still one of my favorite albums. You know, you gotta love. Uh, I have it on cassette still, and because nice. I drive a fifteen-year-old Volkswagen, I still have a cassette player, and it's like the one cassette that I hold on to. And um, you know, so I, I pop that in whenever someone else that I know is dying of cancer. Good okay, times. wow. Good times, Day wow. of the Dead edition. But um no, I I you know, I only saw Lee Reed play once and um and he was sort of on my list of, you know, people that I want to see before they die. 
kind of thing. And it was at Lollapalooza in 2009, which is a, is a weird setup because like it's outdoors in mm-hmm. the sunshine because it was still daylight. And that's he weird. He was shimmering the whole time. Yeah, that's yeah. weird because you sort of assume that he's a little vampiric. Mm. Um, he went on late, which you're not supposed to do at that festival. And um, he only played like six or seven songs, which means he played like these like long extended 10 and 15 minute versions of them. And he went from like, he just like completely wandered away from Paranoia in the Key of E into this like seven or eight minute block of just ugly janky distortion and like you could feel the crowd almost starting to turn on it like we were almost he was so masterful at how he could do that like mm-hmm. people were almost like about to like you know chuck a water bottle at his head and then all of a sudden the distortion like broke and he went into waiting for the man and it was amazing so then it just hit it just yeah it like brought down the field yeah. so um, Lou Reed could do that to you. He could like frustrate you up to the point of being like, I kind of want to punch something or someone. And then like the moment of sublime. Yeah. Huh. I, I wish I, like, I hate to follow that. I wish my story were anywhere near that. Cause I learned about Lou Reed from the friends soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do the theme? Is that oh who that God. was? He is on the friends soundtrack. Um, and, uh, and the Lost Highway soundtrack, he covers this magic moment and it's fantastic. I think uh. that might have been on some other releases too. But uh, I'll, actually, the, the, I can't think of the song right now that he had on the friends soundtrack, but it's great. It's one of the highlights of it, obviously. Well, well they, the friends they were soundtrack. in New York. They were living in downtown Manhattan. They, yeah, I mean, were it's, they in Chelsea? I did. Yeah. See, Lou always had this thing, like much like Sonic Youth does, because you look at Sonic Youth as the anti-popular, except they're always big fans fans of the popular mm. you know i mean i mean they you know sonic youth were actually big fans of madonna we're mm. actually big fans of mariah carey they're guest starring on two and a half men they next were on season. gilmore they were on gilmore girls you know <laughs> I, I feel like lou reed was actually kind of the same thing he was so anti all of that but you could always kind of and maybe that was kind of uh with uh with laurie uh his wife uh that whole you know they had that going on where they could do everything against it but that's you know in the core of it they were taking it well, from the popular I culture mean, the issue mm-hmm. is like when you're lou reed you don't have to care about looking cool you're like intrinsically you're Lou Reed you pretty much set the gold standard so you can like any old dumb stuff you want yeah. you can name your monkey Marcel and no one's gonna say anything to I mean he was it. on a killer in a killer's video uh, sure, but he wouldn't lip sync he did, wouldn't did you see uh it was everyone was tweeting and we were kind of griping about this uh, a few days ago. Everyone was tweeting their like story of Lou Reed, of like how they met Lou Reed, mm-hmm. uh, like these celebrities. And Salman Rushdie <laughs> tweeted a photo of Lou and Lori and Pee Wee Herman <laughs> together. You know what? And I thought that was kind of perfect. <laughs> this is a moment where I'm really glad Jonathan Franzen isn't on Twitter because I don't ever want to hear about Jonathan <laughs> Franzen hanging out with Lou Reed. Did you meet Lou Reed, Gabe? I never met Lou Reed. I did uh, see Lou Reed in, uh, I lived in New York for an internship in 2006 and he was performing. He did a multi-night stand of, I think it was songs from Berlin. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah, when in, that was going in Brooklyn. on. Yeah. And this is, uh, so when I was a kid, I um, I had heard the song... I was like 16 and I saw uh, the White Stripes in concert and they played White Light, White Heat. Ah. And I went and the record store didn't have a copy of White Light, White Heat, fortunately, for my introduction to Velvet Underground. But they did have the the first one with Nico. Mm. And I bought it and uh, like I knew that my dad had been like cool in his day. But like it really hit me that like he was like super cool when like he told me about like getting that record when it was fairly new um and 
and he had wanted like he was he had told me about this Lou Reed stand like he had been looking it up and he like sent me the email about it, uh, which I thought was just really cool. Um, and I saw him there, and then I thought, you know, I'm in New York. I got to like visit some of these like Velvet Underground sites, and so I wanted to go to Lexington and 125th uh, and for wait for your man. man. Yeah, um, and it's and a then lot. Reed walked by. You're you like, know what? Oh. Yeah, well, twenty six dollars doesn't get you much in New York anymore. Okay. <laughs> oh, and nor at Lexington one two five. I mean, it's totally different there because I took the train and I went, and the Royal Tenenbaums house was near there too. So I knocked those both out in the same day. Of but, course um, you did. But uh, Lexington one twenty fifth. That's the first stop. Uh, uh, the train ran pretty close to it, and I come up from the steps, and I'm walking to it, and uh, it's not the uh, gritty drug underworld mm-hmm. as described. I was listening to it on my iPod too at the time, and I was like, "What a moment!" And uh, there's actually a table set up, and they're selling pashmina yes. <laughs> at the corner, <laughs> and I considered buying one uh, if, if for nothing else, and ne- never to wear, just to okay. know that like I had purchased, I had made a purchase at this corner, right there, because it was like the only thing available to buy. But then I didn't. I bought a hot dog somewhere <laughs> else. Lou would have appreciated the hot dog. Pashminas, <laughs> friends, soundtracks. Sorry, Lou. This yeah. is what we have for you. He gave us both sides of the career. He gave us every side, so <laughs> we love him for it. Uh, Aaron Keen, Gabe Bullard, thank you so much for uh, stopping by, sharing the memories. Sure thing. Thanks, Kyle. We'll see you around. The Yeah, I love boo because yes, it's just such boo. a – it's like why would a ghost say that? Right. It doesn't – it's not scary. Yeah. The word boo.